Welcome to this week's episode of the Thundercast. We are post-homecoming. My name is Christian Esparza. Joining me, as always, is Parker Haney. First off, I just want to start with saying that I am so, so glad that homecoming week is finally over. Uh, it just it <laughs> couldn't have gone much worse for SU Athletics. So just a quick recap. Uh, first, volleyball loss versus Eastern Washington. Soccer loss versus Northern Colorado. Volleyball won versus Idaho. And then football just got absolutely destroyed against Eastern Washington. And although it wasn't a part of homecoming week, soccer lost again yesterday. So from Sunday to Sunday, SEU sports win a combined one and five over that homecoming week. Yeah. Uh, just rough all around. Nothing much else to say. <laughs> well, it's a sports podcast. Yeah. The events on campus were fun. Yeah, the yeah. The social, yeah. social aspects of homecoming are always a good time. The, uh, the girl who won the scholarship at Forever Red is on my intramural flag football team. Oh, very nice. I was like, hey. I, I didn't her. freaking know they handed out scholarships. Uh, they did like. Forever uh, Red, they, like, they do the raffle thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she won one of the raffles that was a scholarship. Yeah, it was 500. Ooh. So I said, Congratulations, Kaylin. Because they announced, they said Kaylin, and I was like, I know one girl named Kaylin. That's got to be her. Sure. <laughs> and when right. I texted Naturally. her, she didn't even know. She oh. was like, What? <laughs> and then, then she sent a picture like 10 minutes later with the certificate. But, anyways. Very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the campus for making the, the, events pretty fun this year i had a lot of fun but agreed but as far as sports go sports less fun not good so let's let's talk about soccer first and basically my question is when is it time to start worrying about this women's soccer team they're one and nine now and those nine losses have all been in a row they won their first game of the year and then lost nine straight. In five of those nine losses, the Thunderbirds have failed to put up any points. So they've been shut out five times. Scoring is by far their biggest issue. And then, like we've said so far over the past couple of podcasts, this is a very, very young team. So they're very young and very inexperienced. And that's when the question comes in, like, does that kind of change your expectations for this year? Is it okay that they're losing so much? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, uh, you're going to hear me say this quite a bit on this Thundercast podcast because um, I think that it's applicable to multiple SU sports. I think, I think it is time to start worrying, right? We are now 0-2 in conference play against two teams that we probably could have beat, um, right? Only lost 1-0 to Montana and then lost 3-1 to Colorado, but... They scored in, like, the first three minutes of the game, and it was kind of a cheap one. So Right. But anyway, so I do think it is to the point where we start to get worried, and I think it's to the point also that's, like, when are we going to try and do something different? Yeah. Okay? I've watched four SEU soccer games now, and I love head coach Edwards. Uh, I had a f- multiple conversations with him. He's a great dude. But at at what point are we going to do something different? It's clear that having – seven defenders on the field isn't working. We need to get points. Yeah. We're good at defending. The only reason that we're losing 1-0 is because the other team is taking 30 shots a game. That's an exaggeration. 
they're taking 30 shots a game and eventually one of them is just going to go in, right? Mm -hmm. The the odds are that one of those is going to land and they're going to get a, a, a rebound and be able to, you know, have an open net. And that's how um, you mentioned the game against University of Northern Colorado. I believe that's how I think two of their goals went in were off yeah. a missed shot and then a rebound. Just rebounds, right? So and our, like, our defenders are just tired. They've been defending the whole game yeah. because our forwards – we just never have possession of the ball, it mm-hmm. feels like. So when is – and I, I, guess, I guess I'm a little bit out of line because I don't know if it's a coaching issue, but from what I'm seeing on the sideline, it looks like we only want to have three or four forwards up at one time. And, like, we just – anytime we have a push, the same thing I said on the last podcast, anytime we have a push, anytime we have a breakaway, there's nobody there helping it's Shermer by herself every time. Yeah. And then and she then, does all she can and right. can't finish and by herself. She's getting shots off and stuff. And then we had some other players get shots off. But it's like it obviously, I mean, it makes sense when you say it. It kind of sounds obvious. But the games when we shoot more, we have more points on the board. 100%. And on the other side um, of my earlier point, this soccer team, they've lost six of those nine games by only one goal. Yeah. So it's not like they're coming in and getting their butt kicked every single week. Um, it's, it's just little little things, little minor things that need to be ironed out. And hopefully those issues will work themselves out as this season progresses. But, I mean, we're already almost to midseason. So it's like when is, when is the experience going to start catching up to these players and stuff like that? And they need to turn it around soon because it is, I mean, it is frustrating, like losing 1-0 almost every game. Right. Yeah, I think the reason that I'm getting so, you know, kind of hot-headed about this is because we're right there. Yeah. I feel like we are so close to having, like, a 6-3 and record. Right. And it's just, like, so frustrating. And I feel like we're just a couple changes away from winning a lot of these games. And I feel like that's why I'm frustrated is because we're just right there. We're so close to putting it together. And, you know, I'm hopeful that they can do it. Right. And that's – Coach Edwards knows that, too. I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, he, he feels the exact same way. I haven't talked to him yet, but I know he feels the exact right. same way. Right. You know he wants to come out and win. And that's one thing that's nice about this season, about having Edwards here, is you go to the soccer games now, and, like, like I went to one of the games the other day. There wasn't a place to sit, Yeah, like, on that yep. little hill. Like, there are people that are starting to come out and go to these games, which is a good thing. So it's part of that fan base, like, it's hard being a fan of a bad team, but we're at the point now where fans are frustrated because they're losing, and it, it sounds ironic, but it's a good thing. That means they care. Right. That means at least passionate. they care, 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it, it sounds weird, but it's good to have fans that are that are this frustrated right now. So, I mean, we'll see what they can do. They got two games this next week, um, Eastern Washington and University of Idaho. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I've said I'm excited the past couple episodes, no, but let's let's hope we can get a win here. It's it's been yeah. too long. So both games away. Yeah, don't both know games the time away of them yet. The but times have not been announced, but I'd imagine they're afternoon. Yeah, um, October first for Eastern Washington and October third for the University of Idaho. So on the volleyball, um, I think it's safe to say that the volleyball team performed the best out of all SU sports last week. Because they won? Because they picked up the only <laughs> win of the week on Saturday. And then the match that they lost, it did go to five sets. Um, really the biggest issue that game was Eastern Washington's defense was just too dang good to score on. 
the Eagles finished with 71 digs Holy across five smokes. sets. So that's like, I mean, it's the it shows that the Thunderbirds got several really, really good, clean looks, but they just couldn't convert. They couldn't yeah. score. Uh, it was just really, really good. Right, impressive. but they were actually finishing their plays, yeah, right? If they're digging it, that's better than right. us having attacking errors. at the ground instead of hitting it out of bounds. Out of bounds, totally. So that's that's huge. That's a huge win for me. And um, even though they lost, they finished with less errors than the Eagles, which nice. is an, another good thing because we talked about their losses to USU and to Dixie. Yeah, big issue errors were the errors. Huge, yeah. And then... The game against Idaho, I mean, that's always great to win, right? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Out, I went to the one against Idaho, um, and we just – it was a little bit like what you were just saying about Eastern Washington. We finished the game with 45 digs, and I think like – oh, I don't know this exact number, but I want to say like 12 or 13 blocks. Yeah, We were just like all over the place on defense, and it was a really fun, um, really fun game to be at. Got the win uh, three sets to one. Now, granted, I don't I don't know University of Idaho's record, but they didn't look like they were, you know, at the top of the big sky. Um, but you know, still always good to get a win, right? Like it's it's like we were saying. But who was it that you said had five blocks? Was that Ashby? Yeah, Ashby. That's and had freaking. That's awesome. Yeah, had three in a row in the in the third set, and it was just that's so freaking huge. sweet. Like such a a momentum boost when you have like one player who's just like it feels like they're unstoppable. Yeah, so. she was all over the court. It was awesome. That's great. So volleyball is 5-9 and nine on the season now. Um, they did play in three tournaments before the season started, three-round robin tournaments, so I don't even count those games on their record. Uh, counting just regular season, they're uh, – well, let's look at conference. In conference, they're 2-2. Two and two. That's what matters, and that's really good. That's better than, better than what they were last year. They are still yet to win an away game. So that's going to be something to monitor as they have an away game this Saturday, I believe, or maybe Friday. Uh, yeah, Thursday. So they have an away game this Thursday at the University of Colorado, University of Northern Colorado, my apologies. Um, first, though, they play at home Tuesday night at 6 against NAU. That'll be fun. I love matchups against NAU. That's kind of our – it's them and Weber, I feel like, are our biggest rivals. Um but yeah, it's it's this volleyball team's been fun to watch when yeah. they are performing to to what they can when they're not beating themselves. Yeah. Um especially those home games when the the crowd gets into it. It gets crazy sometimes. Oh, it was awesome. Like I was saying when she got those three blocks in a row, like people were standing up, people were just yelling, just getting hyped. We went on a little run. Um and it was just a lot of fun. So high-fiving those random people next to you. Exactly. You know. By the time you guys hear this, it'll probably the game will be tomorrow, Tuesday, the twenty eighth. So, um, get out and go to it, go man. To it's, it if you yeah. have nothing else to do. It's super fun. Or even if you do have something to do, work around it and go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's kind of just a relaxed time, right? Like you can go sit in the student section, but I feel like I talk to a lot of students that are like, I don't want to go to the basketball game. Everybody stands up the whole time, and like that's fine. If you're not that dedicated, then it is what it is. But like at yeah. volleyball games, there's just seats everywhere, right? So right. you can go and sit down and still have a good time. But people I, get hype about it. Yeah, it's fun. And volleyball, especially because it's, I mean, it's volleyball. But I like I'll bring my homework and go sit down right. at a random spot. It's yeah, fun. Totally. No excuse to not go. So on the football, um, this was ugly, man. It was. It was bad. 
Uh, I thought they were going to maybe lose by two touchdowns. Maybe. I really, really thought that our offense could hang. And they they could in the first quarter. First quarter ended, and we were down 9-7. to seven. But then uh, it was just tough. They gave up a safety early on, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Uh, Eastern Washington was just the better team in all phases. We didn't even force a punt all game. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty bad. One, yeah, one but we did have two what? turnover on downs. Oh, that's true. That is true. Listen, I before you go on your little rant because I love it. Tell me that you genuinely believe that our team is thirty points worse than Eastern Washington. I cannot believe that we lost by a larger deficit to Eastern Washington than we did to the University of Arizona. Or Arizona State, I mean. That does not make sense to me. Even right. San Jose State yeah. is like one of the best teams in the Mountain West Conference, if yeah. not the best team. And so we're better We're better than losing by 30 to this team. Definitely. That shouldn't have happened. But right. anyway, go ahead and, and continue. I think that's part of the issue is um, after – you know, we got that safety against us. Yeah. That's kind of when it just – and uh, I talked to Demo after the game, and he admitted, like, it's hard because they had that safety, and then they had chances to score later in the game, but there were key uh, errors against us, like a fumble and stuff like that. And yeah. It's like they just kept getting in their own heads and whatever. Um, one positive I had from this game is that SU's rush defense looked amazing. Yep. You take out – a few really, really good scrambles from Eastern Washington's quarterback, Eric Berrier. You take out a few of his scrambles, and Eastern Washington would have averaged like 2.5 yards a rush, maybe. Like, we were stuffing them all night long. Aside from their quarterback running the ball, like, they literally, they could not run at all. And that was awesome. And that's the only positive I had. I, this is weird. I feel like I'm usually... Well, I guess I don't know. I feel like I'm usually more negative, though. I, the only negative things I have to say are actually on the coaching side of the ball. Mm, Yeah. Because, right, so when we break it down, we rush three for the entire first half, right? Yes. That means we have three people rushing the quarterback and eight defenders playing a zone. Yeah. Right? We have eight DBs. Versus their four, maybe five wide receivers. And he still okay? picks us apart. And he still picks us apart. So, immediately after the first quarter, why would you not say to yourself, okay, so when we drop eight, he still completes the pass. Yeah. So, why not rush six, drop five, and then actually try and get some pressure and, and try and get a sack? Because he's going to complete it anyway. Right. Right? It doesn't matter how, much, how many dudes you drop. He's completing the ball. Because he's a great quarterback, and Eastern Washington's a good team. They're six in the freaking nation. So why do you not make the adjustment to just bring six guys? Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a series in the middle of the third, third or fourth. We, they got a penalty, then we got a sack, and then we stopped them, and it was fourth and 20. And we brought pressure on, that, on all three of those. And then we rushed three. Yeah. And he throws a touchdown on, fourth, on fourth down and yeah. 20. Yep. Because no. we dropped eight DBs. I, I was so frustrated the entire game that we didn't make any adjustments. And that's my only, like, 
real negative was that because it looked like our guys came to play. Yeah. We went three and out on the first series. I think if they don't get if they don't run a fake punt right there, yeah. I genuinely think that we're leading at halftime. Really? Because the the it changed the entire feeling of the game. Yeah. Our defense has to go back out on the field and then they score. And it was like just like this sinking feeling of like, oh yeah, we just suck. I just Yeah, so when I interviewed Coach Warren, I was like how how do you tell your team to respond after, you know, first series of the game, it looks like you're going to force them to go three and out. You know they're a dang good team. Yeah. You're feeling good, and then they convert a fake punt. And he's like, yeah, it sucks, but, I mean, you look at the drive after, and we stopped them on the goal line. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but then you gave up a safety. Like, yeah. So it's like that's another play I forgot to bring up where I'm talking about, like, plays where it's really like SEU beat themselves. But I'm glad you brought up the uh, defense because that's what I have written down here also. And it's frustrating because you mentioned – when we did bring pressure, it seemed like it worked. Yeah. Uh, they He got sacked a couple times, Barry did. And and I feel like it was genuinely every time we blitzed, yeah. we got a sack. But I'm, that's how rarely we blitzed. I'm we only got two sacks because I'm, we only blitzed twice. I'm glad that you noticed that too because I'm telling you, that's like exactly what I've written down. Basically, Barry just exposed us through the air. And, I mean, we knew that they were going to come out and sling it. We know he's a great quarterback, no doubt about it, but – in case you didn't go to the game, uh, Eric Berrier, he had over 550 passing yards. Insane. And the the thing that blew me out of my socks was they averaged 18 yards per catch. Oh, my gosh. 18 yards per catch. Those are ridiculous numbers. I'm with you, right? And I'm sure that the whole week of practice, everybody was just like, yeah, they're going to kill us through the air. They're going to kill us through the air. So let's drop eight. Let's work on our zone defenses. Let's work on some man-to-man. And let's just focus on stopping the pass. Yeah. Okay, well, when you don't have the talent at the DB spot, how do you stop the pass? You freaking rush the quarterback. And I was so frustrated that we just didn't make the adjustment to – I our defense – did what they needed to do. Our players did what they were asked. Yeah. And it was so frustrating because I'm sitting in the student section and all I'm hearing is, why does our defense suck so bad? Why do we suck so bad? And I, first of all, I just want to say, Eastern Washington is number six in the nation. Right. They're probably going to win the Big Sky Conference. This is a wicked good team with a really good quarterback. They're the best team we're going to – we're not going to face another team this good. Montana State's really, really good, but they're still not on the same yeah, level as Yeah, I Washington. still don't think they're as good as Eastern Washington. I don't think Weber is either. Like I said, I think Eastern Washington is going to win the big sky. So, yeah. sucky that we opponents. had them on homecoming. But, yeah. regardless, like, our guys did what was asked of them. They tried to deliver. Our defense was on the field for so long and just getting picked apart left and right because they were in bad position yeah. to – they were in a horrible position to succeed, and it was, it was just really sad. So our offense, I'm, if I'm being honest, our offense, I was kind of okay with. I mean, I'm a little bit frustrated that we didn't make a ton of adjustments on offense either, right? Like, we just we just didn't have the run game going, and, and when it was yeah. when it was going, it's funny because it was kind of the opposite of what we talked about. Of what I guess not what we talk about, but what everybody talks about is you run to open up the pass game, right? Yeah. But for some reason, for us, we needed to complete a couple of slant routes with Judd Cockett before we could run the ball. And it's like it was just a hard time realizing that that was the case. Like we needed to throw the ball to open up the run game because for some reason we couldn't run the ball. Yeah, and that's what's hard when you get down. Like 
our offense really did look good, even though we only put up 21. When you get down by that much, it just changes your whole game script that, like, of course your offense is just going to shrivel up and die pretty much because, I mean, Eastern Washington knows you need to come back. Yeah, so they're going to totally. take away those big plays. Totally. So, I mean, yeah, aside from all that, I mean, I, w- I was pleased with their offense. Um, I agree. I, so, Barrier completed about 70%. Of his uh, passes, he was 30 for 43, 518 yards, four touchdowns. Um, they did have somebody else throw a pass for 36 yards. That's where I got the 554. But, yeah, it's just it's frustrating because it's like you said that the players were performing and doing their jobs, which, I mean, not really. But, <laughs> like, like, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, as the coach, if you're seeing that your players – if if you see that this zone defense is not working, then do something to fix it. And it's that's when it gets like – that's when it crosses a line of being on the players versus being on the coaching. And yeah, and like, that's, that's what I was so confused about. Yeah. Because literally some random girl standing behind me, <laughs> not that she doesn't know anything about football, and maybe she does, but – she even saw it. She was like, <laughs> it was funny. Maybe she does know a little bit about football because she kind of pointed out exactly what I was seeing. Yeah. It's that little, the farthest wide receiver, right? Yeah. The far out wide receiver runs right past our cornerback and stops right before our safety. Yep. The dead spot in the zone. Yeah. And they, they completed it probably six times. Oh, easily. For like 18 yards like, a piece. Yeah, like, like, like you were saying. Yards a catch. I was just so blown away. I was like, even my freaking men's intramural flag football team, we can stop that pass because we know that it's always open. Well, just adjust. Yeah. Just it's just a simple adjustment. adjustment. And that's what um, – that was one thing I was a little disappointed in the postgame presser. I asked, like – I can't remember exactly how I worded it. It was like – I said something about the zone defense, and his answer was basically just like – He's just a good quarterback. I'm like, I know he's a good quarterback, but it's like, what all else can you right. do? So, anyways, I and, mean. Well, and that's, right, you know, like, that is a good point, right? We can sit here and talk all we want, but who's to say that if our defense goes man, they don't hang 80 on us, and right? And that's the big thing is I don't think our corners are much better in man. So right. it's Well, like, and I don't think they are. I'm just saying, but if we go man, then we can rush six, right? right? Then we can actually put pressure on the quarterback. But right. At the same time, when we did, right, that's when he got out and had those scrambles. That's when he had the scrambles. But I would still rather him scramble for 12 yards than throw for 18. I yep. feel like it's way more – I just – you're going to have way more of an opportunity beating him. He's going to get tired. It's better than just <laughs> having him sit in the pocket for six seconds and yeah. pick us apart. So, bottom line, you just want to see more variety on defense and at least some sort of willingness to make an adjustment instead of, like – Try it, try it, try it, try it. Yeah, when it totally. Work. This is what we practice. This is what we practice. This is what we practice. Yeah. All right. Well, what we practice isn't that's working, so let's try something else. In sports, that's one of the most frustrating things to me when coaches are, I don't know if get, they're, like, get, scared. but Get it's too like, addicted to their game plan. Yeah, when they, when they do not, when they're not willing to change anything. Like, I know it's completely unrelated, but, like, you think in basketball, like the Jazz or the Rockets a couple years ago. Yeah, no, totally. Three-point shooting teams, and it's like, we're going to keep shooting these threes, even though we're shooting 15% right now. We're going to keep shooting them until we make them. Yeah. Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. If I, like, I mean, again, I've never coached before. It's way easier said than done, but I would just like to see some sort of adjustment. Yeah. But. And like we're saying, we're just two talking we're heads just in happy here. happy fans. Right? And we've never. 
we've never actually been on the field and we don't know what was going down, but I from from the way that we saw it, that's kind of what we were expecting to see. We you just like to see some adjustments at some point. And I yeah. felt like even coming out of half, it was the same thing. Like and we, we just we earlier. just didn't we just didn't try to do anything different. We just let him sit in the pocket for six seconds and and pick us apart. And yeah. Demo's right. He is a good quarterback. He is he's a, a damn good, good quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. And so that's why he's <laughs> has the ability to sit there and pick us apart. So how do you throw off good quarterbacks? Even Tom Brady. Pressure. You put yeah, you put pressure on him. So I mean, like you said, we are frustrated because we know that we are much better than losing by thirty. Yeah. So Oh, I'm so stoked for this Portland State. Yeah, game. Portland State. Like I mean, I'm 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 wicked excited because I think State we might come out and win by thirty. Comes in uh yeah, I mean, nothing much else to say. Next home game, next football game, this Saturday at home versus Portland State. This will be a much more entertaining game, I promise you. Yeah. Especially, I'm hoping that the Thunderbirds come out with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they they have should to. be looking. They should be looking to go smack the Vikings in the mouths. Yeah. Uh, same thing. If you're not busy, go watch because that'll be fun environment. So. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a tailgate before as well. Oh yeah, go stop by the um, SCU news booth. Totally, very fun. <laughs> we'll be we'll be playing a little bit of uh, we'll be playing some NCAA fourteen projector drinks, the works, man. It'll be fun. Anyway, six p.m. October second, Saturday, Portland State coming to town. Hopefully, uh, gonna go one and one in conference, snag a win at Portland State, but that'll be nice to get back on track. Yeah. So that's it for this week's episode of the Thundercast. Look out every Tuesday. We're gonna have episodes up. So thank you so much for listening.